0: grateful to be back this morning um so thankful for the lord um, allowing us to be here and uh getting us through our family sicknesses and all the troubles that life throws at us and and um um i know that last uh last time we were here at the end of the service i I'd, I'd shared a little bit about uh, mary and martha and uh, um um how Martha was busy serving. But Mary was at the feet of Jesus. And, um, she was listening to his word. And, uh, Jesus said, Martha, Martha, you are worried and, and bothered about so many things, but only one thing is necessary for Mary has chosen the good part, which shall not be taken away from her. And, uh, As I thought about that just so many times, we're not, we're just not at the feet of Jesus listening to his word, the necessary word for life, eternal life. And uh, through this week, you know, we were sick, there was trouble at work, there's, you know, everybody has the same problems. You all have the same problems I do. And uh, really, I felt more like Peter drowning this week Uh, and last week. And I, I just found myself only being able to say, Jesus, help me. Jesus, help me. Just help me. And, um, the great and wonderful thing is, is he will not leave us. He will not forsake us. He will always take care of us. And, um, and I, I was thinking about, um, as I thought about how you can visualize Mary's love. It's sitting at the feet of Jesus, um, I I was thinking about John 14, um, ch- chapter 14, and I want to read uh, 15 through 23 this morning. If you love me, keep my commands, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever, the spirit of truth whom the, wor- the world cannot receive, But it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. A little while longer, and the world will see me no more, but you will see me, because I live, you will live also. At that day you will know that I am in in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. He who has my commandments... And keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him. And we will come to him and make our home with him, he who does not love me does not keep my words, and the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. And uh, so I was doing some reading on this. Uh, I did come across a portion of a sermon by John Piper, and and uh, the question in part of this sermon that he had, he says, what does it mean to love Jesus? And this is what he says. Jesus tells us four times that this love is of such a nature that it results in the keeping of... Of Jesus commandments or more generally his word verse 15 if you love me you will keep my commandments verse 21 whoever has my commandments and keeps them he it is who loves me verse 23 if anyone loves me he will keep my word verse 24 whoever does not love me does not keep my word The first thing to notice is that loving Jesus is not the same as keeping his commandments. It precedes and gives rise to keeping the commandments. Keeping his word is the result of loving him, not the same as loving him. Verse 15, if you love me, the result will be you will keep my commandments. Verse 23, if anyone loves me, the result will be that He will keep my word. So what is this love for Jesus that gives rise to keeping the commandments of Jesus? Jesus has no defects. He has no demerit. Therefore, we cannot and dare not love him graciously the way God loves us. We dare not love him with a love that overcomes some fault or ugliness or sin in Jesus to treat him well. No, love for Jesus is entirely deserved. He is infinitely worthy of being loved. He is perfectly lovely. He is loved not in spite of what he is, but because of all that he is. Which means that love for him is a response to beauty and greatness and glory. It is not a response to to need or weakness or defect. Which also means that love for Jesus is pleasurable. It's desiring him because he is infinitely desirable. It's admiring him because he is infinitely admirable. It's treasuring him because he is infinitely valuable. It's enjoying him because he is infinitely enjoyable. It's being satisfied with all that he is because he is infinitely satisfying. It's the reflex of the awakened and newborn human soul to all that is true and good and beautiful embodied in Jesus. In short, loving Jesus is not a matter of doing excellent things. It's a matter of delighting in an excellent Savior. Jesus says, doing excellent things, keeping my word, is the result of delighting in the excellent Savior. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. Let's pray. Oh, Lord, we we simply come before you, Lord. We're humbled Lord, in sight of Your your goodness and your, your grace, God, we're humbled in the sight of Your perfection. Lord, that You would reach down and bear us up in Your arms with the result of carrying us into Your kingdom, God, where Your glory dwells. God, we thank You for the work of the cross. We thank You for the, the greatness of Christ, God. And I pray, Lord, that uh, again... We are just those who will will desire to sit at your feet and to learn from you. To learn from you, God, because you have our good in mind, Lord. So, Father, we pray your blessing upon us this day, Lord, that you would help us to see you more clearly, to see you for truly who you are, and uh, how glorious and majestic your works are, Lord. We just praise you. We pray your help. We pray... Your strengthening hand be upon us. In Christ's name, amen.